So big name comedians come to Vegas all the time. But what about our local comedy scene? Can local comedy lovers find what makes them laugh without paying those hefty prices at clubs or showrooms at the big properties? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I talk with comedy journalist Julie Sebau. She's in town to cover Skankfest this weekend, which is our biggest comedy festival. It features over 100 comedians, including well-known and even controversial comics like Roseanne. And Julie says this event might just be a turning point for comedy in our city. It's Thursday, September 28th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Julie Sebao, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. <laughs> Long time no see, and yet the thrill remains. The thrill is st- still there when it comes to David Figler. Well, welcome, 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 my, my, my young friend. You've written extensively about comedy around the country, and especially in Las Vegas. Let me ask you this straight up. How does the Las Vegas comedy scene differ from other cities? Ah, yes. That was the old question. Uh, I mean, I used to be much more of a local, as you said, around, uh, you know, 2006 to 2009 at Las Vegas Weekly. Uh, But now I have much more of a national perspective, I'd say. So from a national perspective, uh, you know, high end ticket wise, we're talking about the comedy is the best of the best. Anything on strip, extremely big time in the comedy industry. It's a dream for comedians. It's something you want to be able to say you've done one day. It's a full career. Uh, Locally, the idea of a Vegas comedy scene is maybe something that's still in a lot of ways developing. But I would also say more promising to become a hub than it's ever been from my national perspective. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that's happened through the pandemic in terms of comedians being able to connect a lot easier to the world around them. You don't necessarily have to be in Las Vegas or New York City. And I think the city's definitely primed to have, you know, a, a comedy scene that's much more active on the national radar. Well, you've you've been aware of and reported on as a comedy journalist the comedy that happens in Las Vegas going way back now. There have been comedy clubs on the Strip for decades. Uh, it took a while for the first off-Strip dedicated comedy club to be built um, in, in Wise Guys. Why is that? Gosh, uh, I mean, as you know, as a lot of Las Vegans know, there's a certain bubble around the city. Uh, I've also seen this in journalism. You know, stuff happens there that you won't necessarily see happening elsewhere. And the same is true for comedy, for sure. You make do with what you have, especially when you're building a comedy scene from the bottom up. And honestly, I think it's a great thing that there's a ton more comedy clubs, even if they're on the strip. the number's explosive from the time when I was there. And they're all really high quality. Uh, it's something I'm actually pretty jealous of. And, you know, there's a ton of places I want to see when I'm coming in this week, when I'm going to the Skate Fest Festival, uh, Comedy Cellar at the Rio, Laugh Factory, the Tropicana, uh, you know, the LA Comedy Club is still the Strat. Kimmel's, you mentioned the Wise Guys locations, and there's actually a new one that's opening up in Town Square, uh, I think just happened a couple of weeks ago. And they had a big name there, too. They had Mark Mayer on there. Um, yeah. He, yeah. Well, he was, uh, 
what happened was actually he was supposed to be opening the new location, but Mark Marin, being Mark Marin that he is, uh, wanted to go back to the old uh, Art Strict location to not have the new opening fanfare. So <laughs> it did open with somebody else. But, oh, uh, I, I had no idea because, yeah. and, and this is going to be one of my questions is how do locals like get the update because it seems like it's pretty scattershot. I mean, there's definitely tons of local shows like the Dirty at 1230 at South Point has been going on for, I think, 10 years now. Uh, there's a Don't Tell Comedy. Uh, the Nationwide Chain has pop-up shows all across Vegas now. And it's people's responsibility to follow these things. You know, get on the mailing list, be a fan, support them as a real artist. You know, if you are looking for locals, it's again, just the same as music. You have to actually be a supporter, you know, be open to, you know, following someone on their journey, listen to the challenging stuff, kind of understand where people are coming for, not necessarily just as entertainers, but artists. It's really available everywhere, including Vegas. You just have to know where to look. I wonder, you know, if if the the properties on the strip are more mindful of getting that tourist buck for the maybe the higher ticket prices that they they seem to charge. I, do you think there's an interest for a diverse kind of comedy amongst Vegas locals that is maybe really hard to find in in those big hotel comedy clubs? When you're looking at the big hotel comedy clubs, this is you know, playing to a tourist fan base. This is something that comedians have to work hard for. And it's more about, again, in the moment being entertainers. But if you're a local comic coming up, you want to be working on your skills and being the best comic you can be and taking risks along that path. And you're not necessarily going to be able to do that in front of a giant sold out strip theater crowd. Or I, I don't think that they would want to take a, a maybe necessarily a, a chance on you or have those kind of nights to develop talent. Where are the places for local comics to hone their own acts, if not for these bigger casino venues? Well, there are places like uh, I know Comedy Cellar, Wise Guys, they do have mic nights. They do use local acts. And that's when you're showing yourself more to the industry. Mm. Uh, again, not the times when you're going to be challenging yourself more as a comic. So anytime you can get a real audience that isn't just coming to, you know, as the cliche is, have fun. And, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. If you're looking for a real comedy show to start, you know, challenging certain views you have on life, helping you turn tragic moments into laughter, the deeper side of comedy, you won't necessarily find that on the strip, but it's not what they're built for. Also, you know, we're talking two different things. There's the working out as a comic to get good and to put together the new set. And that all happens away from the spotlight. And that's what you need the real local audiences for to give you real reactions. Hey, 
it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, Edio, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. I wonder, past or present, if there's any notable Vegas comics and what their acts were like. Did they just talk about gambling and buffets like so many? Or what was their experience, to your knowledge? <laughs> uh, when I came into Vegas first around, you know, the 2006, the big hero of the time was always Joe Coy. And he was no longer there, but was already just a touring juggernaut. And now he's been doing, you know, he's in a film. He, in 2022, you know, he became the first comedian. He headlined at the Golden Knights Arena, I saw. Wow. You know, stuff like that is huge. Uh, there's Sam Tripoli, who's out of Los Angeles, does a lot of stuff at the Comedy Store. James Mattern out of New York. They will both be at Skank Fest this weekend. Uh, I'm thinking of Brant Tobler, who is now in Denver. He has been on Comedy Central storytelling shows, and he recently did an OnlyFans showcase. Uh, yes, OnlyFans is getting into comedy. Obviously, Kimmel's a local hero, not a comedian per se, but extremely comedy adjacent. And everyone always seems to talk of Vegas as a tough place start out and there's still a little swagger you can always see on stage a bit universally in Vegas comics that says you know I made it out of there I'm a tough guy I've seen some stuff I'm going to tell you about it you're going to think it's weird but again that's my perspective and yeah there's just something about a Vegas comic I, I think that they're they're unflappable and it takes a lot to shock them, uh, but also just a sort of genuineness. Yeah, I imagine you just have to be scrappy in a scene that maybe, you know, more geared towards the tourists. And I know well-known comics like uh, Drew Carey and Doug Stanhope have definitely done their time in Las Vegas as residents uh, looking to get out, but being here for the time being, right? <laughs> it's, it's funny because they always say you have to leave Vegas as a comedian, to be able to come back and make it there. And that's still true to an extent. You know, you mentioned Doug Stanhope. He came up doing the open mics in Vegas back at bars. Uh, his was the Escape Lounge 2 that he started out at. And now he'll be showing, uh, there's a screening of his new drama film at Skankfest this weekend. So, yep, there's an example, full circle. All right, we, we keep teasing the Skankfest. What is Skankfest? Is this a thing? <laughs> <laughs> so Skankfest is a, we'll, we'll call it a dirty leaning comedy festival. Uh, it's been around for seven years. It originally started in New York City, kind of as an offshoot of the 
Legion of Skanks podcast run by Louis J. Gomez and Big J. Okerson and Dave Smith. They started it in uh, Long Island City in Queens at Rebecca Trent's club at the Creek in the Cave. It's now had seven different years of uh, various forms. There's been one in Houston. Last year, there was a version in Vegas. This is the second time it will be in Vegas, so we're looking bigger and better. They sold 3,000 passes before the lineup had even gone on sale. And that lineup's insane. There's like over 100 comedians, some of great note. So what are the highlights of Skankfest? I, again, I'm personally looking forward to seeing Doug Stanhope in a big drama role, personally. Uh, there's tons of local comics. There's some of the uh, Vegas natives that I mentioned, uh, including James Mattern and Sam Tripoli. Polly Shore will be there. Now, this is where we get into, uh, you know, kind of taking the temperature and the culture a little bit more. But one of the big headliners is Roseanne. And Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla will be there. And we're talking about, you know, Robert Kelly, Dan Soder, Joe Liss, kind of the very more aggressive, no-holds-barred, uncensored comedians that are uh, riding a certain wave these days. So I, I guess that is in the Neonopolis space. Julie, you think if Skankfest is a success that it has the, I don't know, opportunity to bolster the Las Vegas scene itself? Comedy being the very subjective art form it is, uh, again, uh, it's a very personal thing. And Vegas is certainly a city that could use a comedy festival like this. You know, it's a city known for taking risks, for being extremely real for you know having certain goals and freedoms and i think Skankfest could be a very natural extension of that i'm looking forward to seeing what the local highlights are of the festival i believe they mentioned something there's over a dozen locals in there and i'm very much looking forward to checking out who they are i think if anyone's read a story about comedy happening in las vegas you're probably the byline i'm wondering what uh, to put your subjective hat back on What's the craziest or, dare I say, funniest moment that you've experienced in your reporting? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm glad we're starting with a giggle on that one. <laughs> I would say that one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my comedy reportage is actually going to be related to something happening at Skankfest. Uh, I've extensively written about the Roast Battle Show. It started as a competitive insult contest upstairs at the comedy store, and now it's kind of a worldwide phenomenon. And one of the offshoots of that is naked roasting. Wait, what? So, <laughs> so naked roasting, I've seen uh, some nude individuals take shots at each other. This includes physically, mentally, emotionally, all sure. those things. But uh, No holds or body parts. Hard. Yeah, um, anything goes. Uh, there's a version of that that's coming to Skankfest. And I've seen earlier versions filmed for Comedy Central and put on Comedy Central, you know, internet. I wouldn't have never thought back in the day. Yep, fully nude, roasting, uncensored. Comedy really can be anything you want it to be. And yeah, and some I know of, some uh, of those are burned in my mind. Uh, comedian Jeff Ross is in the center of that whole roast evolution, and I know you've written about him. But um, 
You do have a new book that features some of your Las Vegas reporting. Tell us a little bit about that project. Um, Tell us about some of the Vegas stories in there. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been covering comedy for 20 years uh, as a professional journalist, all sorts of places, including New York Times, LA Times, Rolling Stone, Variety, Hollywood Reporter. But you are right. The bulk of my new book called A Tight 20, Two Decades in Comedy Journalism. There's a fair number of stories from Las Vegas Weekly. There are a number of original interviews I did for the paper with Joan Rivers, for example, Mitch Hedberg, for example. There was a piece about the amazing Jonathan, also some about people who are still with us. Yeah, uh, but that amazing was... Jonathan. That that's an amazing story. He he was a longtime Las Vegas comedy magician who just passed away in 2022. Um, briefly, if you can, what was the experience like talking with Amazing Jonathan? What was going on in his life? So I did a big feature piece for the cover of Las Vegas Weekly in I'm going to say 2015. He had recently discovered he had heart issues that were going to be cutting short his life and circulation issues. And I spent about a week with him as he was cleaning out his storage spaces by the airport and at his home in Henderson and saw the place where his toe had fallen off Mm. and saw his entire bathroom counter just covered with medicine. Got to see him sort of putting a finishing point on his legacy. And then he kept staying alive <laughs> for a couple <laughs> years. And everyone was like, is he just kidding? Is this a trick? I'm like, well, his toe looked pretty not there to me. And, you know, finally he, um, there was a, a good deal of time where he was, um, you know, dealing with black market stem cells, keeping alive, keeping him alive and that kind of thing. Oh, the life of comedians. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But that's the kind of things that, that people could read about in your book for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I really like um, the darker side of comedy. And when we really get real about how it helps us turn, you know, tragedy into perseverance in a lot of ways. And, you know, I think comedians are among some of the most, um, you know, necessary, needed artists around today. Yeah, I, I think that anybody who feels the same should definitely look forward to finding more local comics in their scene, hitting the local shows, seeing these people grow and change and evolve and becoming giant headlining stars in their own right. Amazing. And I guess that just leads to my last question. What are we missing in Las Vegas that would help our comedy scene really take off? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the locals always have to, you know, it's part of part of just being comic. You have to put together your own open mics and opportunities and get through the tough parts. I really liked what you said about having more of an alternative slant, a venue like that, that was more like a Largo or, you know, any of the New York places, I, I think could definitely, you know, draw some people to an interesting part of town. Yeah, but it's always about diversity. The more voices, the better. The more yeah. styles, the better. The more uniqueness, the better. You know, that's just how we connect and keep going as human beings. I, I think comedy is definitely one of the more central aspects to having good mental health these days more than ever. 
And if that was important anywhere more than Las Vegas, I don't know. Julie Seabaugh, thank you so much for joining us today on CityCast Las Vegas. Look forward to uh, maybe seeing you at Skankfest. It was fantastic to see you. I really hope we can uh, meet up at the festival. Julie has a new book out titled A Tight 20, Two Decades of Comedy Journalism. We'll link to that in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you love going out for comedy, tell us who your favorite local comics are and tag us on social media, always at CityCast Vegas. You can also leave us a review and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Hey, stay lucky. Yes, OnlyFans is getting into is, comedy. Is that weird and creepy crossover <laughs> between porn and comedy? Uh, so basically, they're taking the model of, you know, getting paid for your, uh, you know, pri- private work and applying it to all sorts of different fields. So there's like music, cooking, fashion. Okay, okay. Yeah. We, could, we could move on from that then.